culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time Ooh. for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. <laughs> well, I gotta confess to you, I don't have much of a show planned for you today. Paul, Dr. Paul Goslin's in town with me. John Diamond's upstairs. I hope he's not hitting on my wife. <laughs> Leave those two alone. I'll get, I'll get Opie the cat after him. And uh, Paul, got, Paul got up early. We got in late last night. We got up early, and Paul and I have been chewing the fat over the Scripture and the spiritual realm. And uh, I don't have anything planned. It's all going to be. It's going to be really, really good. We had a we had a great, great event last night, folks, with uh, the ChristianRevolution.net. Let me tell you a little bit of a story on that, real quickly. Again, what a team Coach Dave Live has. I'm just telling. I'm just telling you, it's, it's amazing to see so many of our faithful folks show up there last night. And when when we first began to plan that event last night for the ChristianRevolution.net, we started it about uh, about ten, maybe twelve days ago. Brett and I started talking about it. And, but we didn't have a venue. And then we got Dr. Sherry Madey to come up and speak. Well, she's a, what a fabulous person she is. We got her to come up and speak. So we had her, her to come up and speak, but we didn't have a venue. So we, did, we couldn't really tell people where I couldn't advertise it because I just couldn't. And so we were hoping maybe we, you know, Brett's always optimistic. He said, oh, coach, we'll have 150, we'll have 200, whatever. I'm thinking, yeah, same thing. I hope we get 50, right? Because we haven't had any time. We haven't had any time. And uh, Brett went out and got some some sponsors, some table sponsors, and we invited people. And, folks, that, how, that room was packed last night. It was packed. Celebrities oh, uh, Lawrence Funderburk. I got to get him on our show. That name may not mean anything to you folks, but he was a uh, NBA basketball player from Columbus, Ohio. Played at Indiana for a year with Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight couldn't deal with Lawrence and kicked him back and ended up playing at Ohio State and then becoming a pro. And does is that dude filled with the Holy Spirit of God is unbelievable. I'm, Michelle, I don't know if I can do this. Michelle, send me that picture of me and Lawrence. He's about six nine, and I'm five seven on a good day, right? And it looks like me standing with a nephilim. I'll get that to you. But he, powerful, powerful last night. Uh, it was what what a what a wonderful event. And you know the same thing happened last night that always happens. The event ran too long. We we're supposed to go from six o'clock. Or Horsey Dervy's 7 o'clock program begins, 9 o'clock program's over. And you know what happens, right? The program runs too long. We get started late. So we're getting done about 9.30. And I'm wondering, you know, people are scratching their head. They want to get home. They want to go to sleep. And I'm feeling kind of bad. And, Paul, they wouldn't leave. <laughs> when it was over, it was like 10.30. We're still running people out of the door. And it, and it's I see it everywhere I go. Couldn't get enough of God. People are waking up. They can't get enough of God. They can't get enough of truth. Uh-huh. We're winning this thing, baby. We are winning this thing. And it's like I was having the conversation, maybe with Lawrence last night, somebody, I said, listen, man, we're, we're, we are, according to the Psalms, the imprecatory Psalms, we are breaking their teeth. We're knocking teeth out of the left's mouth every stinking day. Don't think we're not. Don't Mary, think we're not. Mary's going to crush them. That's right. The, the seed of the woman is going to crush them. Seed of the woman. <laughs> Look, uh, come on in here behind us. John Diamond came last night, and it was one of those things. You know, John should have been in front of the crowd. I mean, the information he could have given him last night. But we don't, as it was, we didn't, have en- we didn't have enough time. So You can hear John now. Yeah. What do you think, John? Hey. It was an absolute blessing. I'll tell you what, to start to see, to start to see everybody understanding their lane and operating in their lane and seeing their, that is, that is the key to the body of Christ. We get, usually have one people trying to do 80 things. That's not how it is. Ohio Brett is anointed to be a, a, 
a uh, people that brings people together. I was even surprised by the number of people that showed yeah, up there. Yeah. But the fundraising thing is is exact. So that way I can stay at my lane and don't have to worry about raising funds. Coach can stay in his lane, don't have to worry about. I mean, this is the body of Christ coming together. So we all we all need to find our place and, and stay in that lane. And I think that was one of the messages last night. Lawrence Funderburk. Lawrence Funderburk spoke about role players. Yep, exactly. Man, oh, see, folks, listen. There is nothing to compare to anything better than sports. Sports is football, in my opinion, is the ultimate team game. It's the ultimate team game. I don't care how good a quarterback you have. If you don't have a left tackle, you're going to get your butt beat, Mm -hmm. right? And if you can't, you don't have good linebackers and you don't have good defensive backs, it don't matter how good your running back is. It doesn't matter. It has to be a team coming together. And Lawrence uh, Funderburg spoke last night. One of the things, many things he covered, which is really, really good, was the idea that we need role players. Role players, what's your role? And would you quit trying to be the star and just be the blocker? Will you just be the guy? Will you just do your job? God has put you in a lane. Be a role player. We got enough stars, right? Absolutely. Keep Man. your ego out of it, folks. Daisy, crime. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about Diamond. It's it not is. about any of that stuff, right? What is your role? And play it, will you? Will you play mm. your role? And it, it was it was very it was oh, anybody fun. came last night. It was a free meal, by the way. Thanks to Roger Weaver who sponsored some <laughs> tables and others who sponsored the tables. But the people were able to come free, had horsey derbies, I call them, at this beautiful country club. I they, they would have never ever let a guy like me in there had it not been we rented the place. I can tell you that. It was ritzy. But you know what was really, really good? It was a real good blend of just down-to-earth folks like me and John Diamond, Dr. Paul, and some what you would call, I don't even want to use the word. You know what I'm talking about, right? There were some heavy hitters that were in that room last night, folks. And when that meeting was over, I'm telling you, we our appeal is who's funding good? Who's funding the gospel? And for too long, that money has been going into our churches and never leaving, never leaves our churches. And I'll tell you somewhere else it goes. It goes to focus on the family and family research council and all these big national ministries that ain't advancing the ball at all anymore. There's a paradigm shift that has to take place. It has to take place. All of this stuff is coming back local. It's all coming back local. John, I can get you a chair if you want to get in here. No, I'm fine. It's all coming back to local. And that was the emphasis on it last night. So uh, I don't want to bore you guys continue to talk about it, okay? Because nobody hates hates more than to hear somebody talking about a party that you didn't get invited to. <laughs> but but you were invited to it. But it, Hey, Brett, I see you hanging up in there. What, Brett, what was... Folks, say what you want to about Ohio Brett. He He's like dominoes. He delivers, right? <laughs> so when he told me that we were going to do this thing, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I got I got three tables I got to fill. And so I go, oh, gee, uh, I hope somebody else is filling the table. Man, I, well, dang, gone. How'd that all come about, Brett? Well, first and foremost, all praise be to God. Amen. God, God was in the house last night. And thank you to Myra and to Silver and Claudine in New Hampshire. They laid down the thunder of prayer all over it and all the team. So we were covered in prayer and we made the invitation. That's all we can do when we set that Christ-like example is we plant those seeds and we share the invitation. And coach, yes, at the beginning, we laid down all politics and we closed the door on the locker room because we had a team meeting. It was team Jesus meeting. And then after the players met, by the Coach. way, by the way, Donald Trump was never mentioned not once. Go ahead. <laughs> no, he wasn't. But I do know what was mentioned. We opened in prayer, and Dr. John Diamond did a great job leading the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, Dr. Paul, thanks for coming in from Maine. Wow, we had some great music. Cas- Pastor Casper and Renee did a great job. Uh, it was just an awesome night. And Dr. Carrie Midday, wow, did she she got that microphone late in the night, but she delivered. So in this type of event, folks, Coach and I were planning to start in April doing four a month. So buckle up. We'll be in Cleveland. We'll be in Toledo, Cincinnati, another one in Columbus, and then select cities each month going forward, about four a month. So thank you so much for everybody. God bless you, and I'm honored 
to be coaches, strong safety. We are awakening and unifying the body. That's why we're, that's why we're going on. And can I tell you something? Poor people love Jesus and rich people love Jesus. It's all across the spectrum. Black people love Jesus and white people love Jesus. And I again, I want to tip my cap to Lawrence Funderburk. He came in last. Maybe there maybe there was maybe six black people in there. Folks, do you have any any idea how intimidating that would be for you to walk into a congregation of totally black people? Just you, six whiteies sitting in there amongst all these people at this ritzy country club. And he came in and it was a. He took charge. He took is amazing. He took charge, man. He took charge. With the truth. And it, it was a it was a it was a powerful moment. Powerful moment. So. Uh, I don't want to spend all day talking about that. Uh, let me let me get. I'll shut up a minute. Let me get Paul's reaction because Paul flew in from. We flew him in from Maine, and uh, he's he spoke a bit last night about. Uh, well, I'll let, if you want to talk, you don't have to talk about that, Paul. Whatever. Well, I. You know what I. What happens, and it happens every time in my life lately, is what happens is I don't know what I'm going to do. And I just asked God. I mean, I literally was praying the rosary on all these trips from Charlotte, North Carolina, over here. And you know how it is on a plane. And, you know, I'm wearing this hat, folks. And that, it doesn't dawn on me that people are looking at me, either hate me or they they love the hat. They, they love God, so they trust you. I mean, and that's kind of where I'm at. And this whole thing about the role, that was the first speaker. They were talking about the role. And Brent, for instance, my God, what a role you have, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're bringing it all together. Um, I didn't talk about COVID. I'm a dog, but my my experience has been um, dark. He spoke about the dark side and what what he knows is going on on the dark side, which we don't want to we don't want to admit it's there. The unspeakable that we talk about, the kids going through this stuff, ritual abuse seen it experienced it it's not fun to talk about it because it's confusing and you can't put it in the words it is unspeakable but we'll put it in the words Um, we'll bring it up because it's a real thing and it's destroying generations of families and children and uh so it's a listen folks it's the hand of god what would be the odds that dr paul goslin would be in the same room with dr carrie madey what, what would have been the odds of that, Paul, in your life six months ago, right? The odds of how the Lord is, brings those things together is really, really. And they came after Dr. Madej. Same thing they did to her. Same thing they did to him. Yeah, she she had to leave the country for a while. I kind of stuck in there and got put through the ringer and uh, came back really, really strong. Because the spiritual war is real, Okay. It is so real. John, I want you to jump here in a second. But I want to get Julie in there because she was there last night. What's up, Julie? Good morning. I can't, not to go on, but last night was amazing. I'm God raising up an army. And I talked to They had no idea what was about to take place. I thought, boy, you're in for an awakening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just, I was just so blessed. And Dr. Paul, his story brought me to tears. I mean, it really did. And people got to realize that the happening is a bunch of Yes, Julie. We all have a story. And, you know, one of the things that caught my mind uh, a couple days ago when I was listening to Prager and the Genesis and Exodus was that when Moses, and, and I don't read the scriptures, folks, but, but Moses talked to God. He said he didn't want the role that he had. The, the, what the role was, mm. he was going to be the spokesman for God. Can you imagine that? And he says, I don't have I can't do it. Of, yeah, I can't do that. Okay. I don't, well, I don't want my role, but I'm doing it. And the reason why I'm doing it is because of other messages. Uh, Reggie came to me and she is uncomfortable at talking about the trafficking, but she knows the details you know, I mean, since I was in it, it's very confusing to me, but she's helping me figure the, these things out. So it's all coming together. Believe me when I tell you it's it's not going to be good for the other side. No, we're going to we're knocking her teeth out every day. Hang on a second, John. I feel you. Myra wants to pray for us. I know she does. 
Go ahead, Myra. Yes, good morning, Saints. I want to thank the Lord Jesus for a wonderful event uh, last night. Ohio yeah. Bread is always so full of God's fire. He really is. So Second Peter 1, 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Upon the authority given to me by Jesus, I release the fire that will burn, burn the evil one. And your word says in Second Peter 2, 2, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. <laughs> I release uh, the fire, the joy, the peace, the faith, and heaven to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You're going to be dangerous, Myra. I'm sorry. You're going to be dangerous. Hey, hey friends, listen. I, I just, I'm going to get, let John Diamond say something here in a second. If you have not had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, you don't understand much of what you see on this show. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not trying to be high and haughty or anything. If you've not had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and you're just dealing with religion, yeah, huh? This guy right here, right here, is growing like I can't even tell you because his hunger and his depth for truth through the Holy Spirit is growing every day. I, I marvel at Myra. I marvel at where she was and where she is today. The power of the Holy Spirit. See, we spend so much time worrying about the devil and the demons and the power of demons. And, and we got all power. We, we got the ultimate power and we're not even aware of it. We don't even know how to use it. We don't even know how to operate in it. And we're getting, our, we're getting our, pardon my French, it's in the Bible. We're getting our asses kicked because we don't know what's going on. My people are destroyed. Why? Because they don't get it. Lack of knowledge. We don't get it. But folks, we're knocking their teeth out every day. We are winning this battle. I couldn't believe the people in that room last night from the get-go. It was Christ center. No excuses. This is about Christ. That's how we're going to win this thing. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I mean, they, they bring up a good point there. I remember something very early in my in my walk, and I actually saw it on a church sign, which is kind of rare, but it says God, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And if you look in the life of every single person, God calls somebody, and that person is like, I can't do this. And he's like, you're right. You can't do it, <laughs> but I can through you. Yes. And that makes us totally surrender to what, so whether it's Moses and the illustration that he just gave, I mean, me, God called me to go to Bible college. I'm like, I can't do this. He said, you're right. You can't, <laughs> but you can with me. And, and I remember walking in that Bible college the first day and I'm like, all right, if this is you, you're going to have to help me, you know, write these papers and everything else. And uh, by the time I walked out, my entire paper was in my head and every course through seminary was the same way. I had no confidence in the flesh anymore. I just, every day, okay, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this. So you just have to answer the call and then rely on his grace to get you through it. That is what a walk of faith is. Because if you're doing something that you think you can do, then it, it's not of God. And it's Amen. not worthwhile. And it's not worthwhile. And listen, look at me. You got to plow your row. Mm-hmm. You hear what I'm telling you? Wherever you are out there, you got to plow your row. I, I, I Listen, I would love to, but I can't raise up a, a salt and light brigade in New Mexico. But there's somebody out there who can. I can't impact the school board in Mount Vernon, Ohio, but there's somebody that can. I can't influence the county commissioners in some little place down in Georgia, but there's somebody out there who can. you got to play your role, man. You've got to get involved and play your role. That's what Lawrence Funderburg talked about, role players, role players. You say, but John Diamond, John Diamond's been preaching this stuff for 20 years. And would, do you have any idea how hard it is when you've been preaching this stuff for 20 years, and now all of a sudden other people are getting it, and they're preaching it, and you don't get a chance to preach it, and you say, what the, what's this all about? I've been saying this for 20 years. It's because the Lord is equipping others. He's equipping others. And maybe your role, maybe you just had a bit part in this movie, and you came in and you played that, you played that role really well, but hey, 
Step off stage. You keep doing what you're supposed to do. It's time for somebody else to step in. That's how this body is supposed to function. It's not about any one of us. And as soon as we make Amen. it about any one of us, as soon as we make Amen. it about any one of us, man, God, yeah. know your role. Role Ooh. players, right? Role players. Right now, could anybody, I'll give you $550,000 if anybody could tell me right now the starting offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. Can everybody do that? No, no. Everybody knows who Joe Burrow is, right? Huh? Everybody knows who he is. Anybody know who those five offensive linemen are in front of him? No, no. Why? Play your role, man. Play your role. If your job is to knock some guy down, knock some guy down. If your job is to go to a school board meeting, go to the school board meeting. If your job is to stand up and expose something, stand up and expose it. That's the only way this thing's going to work. Come on in, Jeff. Coach is just wondering if Dr. Laura got to meet all you guys and get plugged in. Yep, she did. She did. And, and I apologize. I apologize to her again. Somebody's got some feedback. I apologize to her again that I haven't had her on the show yet, Jeff. So you got to give me your contact info. And I'm sure that she was, I'm sure she was glad to be there. And, and we had a great crowd, man. We had a great it was crowd. amazing. We all, Tom Brinstall got sick. Mary Jane was sick and we couldn't go. And she's like, give me the address. I'm going. Yeah, that's good. Well, we missed Jim. We missed Tom, missed all of them. And uh, Betty was there, and Betty bought Rube. Not only did Betty, Betty bring her dog, which she always brings, she brought her husband, which she hardly ever brings. So, <laughs> wow. It's all good. Thank God's right. Thank God. Jim, uh, Jim, come on in. Then Reggie. Morning, Coach. I have a question about Myra, actually. <laughs> Coach, you laid well, hands on Myra uh, for the Holy Spirit to receive the Holy Spirit. Can Myra, say, did? Now, can Myra now lay hands on other people so that they can receive the Holy Ghost? Any of us can. Any of us can. Any one of us can. Yes, it's, it's in you. It just needs to be awakened, and you need to ask Jesus. Amen. 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 Reggie. Yeah, that was a great gig last night, Coach. You, I, I, I'm really sensitive to particular energy and you came in and, and and I noticed and felt something so different about you last night and I was just like oh my gosh I was so on fire and that is the whole operation of the Holy Spirit you're playing your role you're a coach and I was trying to tell you and I know you heard me but there was a lot going on when folks out there when you come in the morning and coach works within he is working in the Holy Spirit each morning and you get that 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 excitement every morning do you keep it going all day? Do you ask the Lord to help you understand how to work in the spirit? If you're not continuing that on and spreading that spirit out there, you're not playing your role because the Holy Spirit will tell you that day what you are to do. So mm-hmm. I just I got to give it up for coach last night because the Holy Spirit was there. And Dr. Paul, you are going to come out of this on top. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a mighty warrior. And I know you don't want to do this. But God has chosen you for this time. And, Play your role, baby. Yep. Play Amen. your role. Amen. I got you covered. Amen. Thanks for Amen. Your Amen. Thanks for your By the way, Reggie, yes, yeah, thanks. Thanks for everybody playing their role. By the way, Reggie's so, role was important to me. Uh, last night. That no, Paul, it's been that hey, way folks, for a while. Paul's been blessed that he's just been able to be here. He's been like he's been trapped in prison. Mm-hmm. So this has been a furlough for him for however many hours it ends up being. So. Thank, thanks to all of you who continue to support us because we continue to support others. So appreciate that. And I got somebody came up afterwards. They timed me seven minutes and 37 seconds. I said a mouthful in seven minutes, 37 seconds. But you're right, Reggie. There's, a, there's an energy that comes off of me. It's not me. Folks, it isn't me. <laughs> there's I- an energy that comes off. All right. It's That's the Holy Spirit energy. What are you going to say? Uh, the science. Amen. If you believe in the science, this was the talk he just said. It was amazing. It just all clicked. It was when you come in with love, your heart, it, it has an incredible amount. If you want to talk about the science, mitochondria energy, and it projects out and it can crush 5G. It can crush yeah. everything. <laughs> but you've got to come in with love. You can't come in with ego. And that was a huge thing because – I'm not, I'm a man of God, but I'm also unfortunately a man of science. So it confuses things, (laughs) but that is the truth. I know it. I've seen it. I've changed my whole family by 
stop blaming them. I started to love them and none of them got the jab because of that. It's just, it's amazing what love can do. And it's in the Bible more, a word in the Bible more than any other is love. Uh, I don't know about that, but it, it's, it's, Somehow, it's a I weapon. Guess. It's a weapon. Not easy for men to talk about. Folks, Carrie uh, Madej, Mark Trump, I wish you'd have been there last night because Carrie Madej went into energy. Energy. And the energy that they're putting in the vaccines and what the energy is going to do when it connects to 5G. She went into all that stuff last night, Mark. And one of the things that Reggie just said, in my seven minutes and 37 seconds, there was an energy that came out of me into the people. I, I don't know how else to exp- I don't know how to explain it. And folks, we all have the capability of being able to do that. To be, was it was it Carrie last night that said this? Are you listening? She said, from an energy standpoint, when you are hottest, science shows that when you are hottest is when you are exhibiting love. It's the hottest energy that you have, highest energy. You know what the lowest energy is? Did you catch it? Fear. Fear is the lowest energy we have. And they can feel it. The spirits know it. They come to you with it. Oh, my. I'm getting goosebumps. Huh? Amen. Amen, and and what have they been? What have they been trying to do to us? Put us in fear. fear. Put us in. They can control us if they put us in fear. Roger, come on in. Well, I, last night I thought the uh, the comment. Two comments. One was, there are no superstars. Amen. In church, that there are no superstars, and I just it hit me because of how we put the pastor up on stage. Yes. Um, and the second thing is he and Lawrence Funderbook talked about. If you are not going to be a role player, then you're going to be a bench warmer. That you need to decide to be a role player, and if you're not a role player, you're going to be a bench warmer. Uh, and I thought those two things were were solid, and and the evening was solid. I just Amen. want to encourage those on the queue and others that may be listening. Um, you know, Brett's ministry, Dave, your ministry, others that are represented in the queue. They need funding. They need finances. So all of us need to give deep thought just about what we can do financially to help. Hey, Roger, th- thanks for saying that. I'll, uh, folks, listen, just even a monthly commitment. Mm-hmm. If, the, if there's a thousand people out there, listen, think about this. If there's a thousand people out there watching this show, I don't know how many there are. And you gave 20 bucks. Can you do the math on that? Can you do the math? We're not asking anybody to sacrifice and go for, give up a meal a day, a dollar a day. We're going to do we're going to do great stuff with it. John wanted to say something. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I, you know somebody I can't remember who it was uh, just noticed uh, uh, coach's difference in his energy, and and I want to tell you in a personal experience is me and coach has been doing this twenty years. I, I guarantee you myself, I'm probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in the red, flying places, driving places, and this ain't a pitch for money. But when you drive and you go four days out of your way to drive and to stay at a place and get at a hotel and pay for your fast food. And the only people that are there are the speakers and the people they brought, you know, you just plow through it, you know, you plow through it. So when you, when you go to an event last night where maybe 2% were the speakers and the rest were just either supporters or brand new people, that is so, so encouraging. It was encouraging to me. I didn't want to speak. I just want to sit back in the room and take it all in Mm -hmm. and just rejoice in the great awakening that's That's happened. So, I mean, I think that's the energy that, that coach felt because he kept coming up to me and he's like, man, Brett did this. Brett did this. I did. I did. And I don't even think any of us really believed just because of our history mm-hmm. and what we've seen for 20 years of the crowds we get, even when we went to Kentucky, he coach came up and was like, man, this place should be full, you know? So the fact that it is full is very encouraging to us who have been laboring this for years. But again, it shows the, it shows the strength that Ohio Brett brings to this team. So Amen. not only is he on the, the team here with the, the coach and the Christian Revolution, but he's also with the Brideon team now. So he brings a lot of energy. Um, and, you know, he does what me and coach do. I don't like to sell. I don't even take books or anything to – I said I'm not going to do that. You know, when I was worried about my own finances – and quit my job and all of this stuff. It's like, okay, how am I going to bring? Then I start thinking about marketing shirts and hats. And, and finally, I just got the point. I'm done with it. I'm not doing any of that ever again. 
So either God's going to provide or he's not. He's either a liar or he's going to tell the truth. And ever since I took that position, some of the people in this queue that have stepped up and supported us. And I don't want to mention names because I know I'll forget somebody if I do. But, guys, you have to understand, man, we've laid our lives on the line for this stuff. And we need people like you not only to support us in prayer and financially, but show up at the events and bring people. I think, to me, that is more of an energy event for me. It is more encouraging to me to show up and see a thousand. A people full there. room? Are you kidding me? The room was full, right? Exactly. But li- listen, don't miss this: the greatest football team. Well, we had some good ones. The last great football team that we coached at Fairfield Christian Academy. We'd gone through some turmoil the year before. A lot of kids left the school, financial reasons, whatever. We had thirty guys. Thirty guys, Paul. We called them the Dirty Thirty. <laughs> Dirty. It ain't about numbers. Where are you going? Huh? It ain't about numbers. It's about players. It ain't about numbers. It's about players, role players. Come on in, Betty. Good morning. Good morning. I did get to bed at three, so I'm doing really well. So if it doesn't sound like I make sense, please forgive me. But Brett and you guys, he just did a fantastic job. And Coach, you do have that wonderful spirit around you when you walk into a room. But last night, I almost thought it was your tie. So anyway, (laughs) because you looked awesome. I couldn't believe I've never seen you in a tie. Yeah, yeah, my wife made me do it. People need to realize they are better than a concert or a movie or whatever. And it says that, you know, in Hosea, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. If they keep going to these events, Jesus is eventually going to say they're finally getting it. So I want to thank everybody that was there. I love seeing everybody. And it was, it was just amazing. It was worth the trip. Betty plays her role. Betty's a role player and she plays her role. Well, amen, Betty. God bless you. Larry. Yeah, good morning. You know, it, earlier it was, it was talked about, well, can Myra now go and lay hands on, on others so that they receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and stuff too? Absolutely, it can happen. However, the laying on of hands is one of the six fundamental basic principles of Christ. Those of you that haven't gone to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. And Let's go there. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 6. Can you pull that up there for us, Jonathan? You say, how do I do that? Go to Bible Gateway. Type it. Yeah, there you go. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Now, it's on the, the, screen writer, the writer of Hebrews identifies six subjects as being fundamental principles of Christ. And, and let's look at the, what those six fundamental principles are real quick, because each and every person on this queue should have done, let the Holy Spirit lead, through, lead them through an exhaustive study of these six things. Because if you want to build your house on a good foundation, your good fundamental, you better check out the fundamentals and start doing it. Well, here's those six subjects. Not laying again the foundation of. Now, they call them a foundation as well as fundamental, Okay. Foundation, repentance from dead works, number one. Faith toward God, number two. Doctrine of baptisms, number three. Laying on of hands, number four. Resurrection of the dead, number five. And eternal judgment, number six. If you don't have those six things nailed down in your personal walk and being led by the Spirit, then you need to start working on it because you're really not going to grow a balanced Christian life until you do. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, boy, the doctrine of Christ. When's the last time you heard that preached? Let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith not in God, toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, and of the laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. That's pretty powerful stuff right there, huh? I've never heard that. <clears throat> no, huh? Never heard that. Right there it is. It's beautiful. That's right. That's why I love this cube, because there's so much wisdom amongst the group inside this queue. Come on in, Randy. Randy, you won't believe this. What's his role, Larry? <laughs> What's, well, Larry what is Larry's playing his role. I know. <laughs> Randy, Randy, you will Thank not you, believe Larry. this, although I know you will. When I just finished that last sentence, I'm thinking, 
I bet Randy's got something to say on this. And boom, you popped in. That ain't no BS. That just happened. Go ahead, Randy. Coach, yeah, I, I was just Larry set it up, but um, I had a dream last night. I woke up at three thirty-three. Looked at the clock, Coach. When I hey, that's my time, isn't it? Time, yeah. And it was this simple, very simple. I poured a concrete, uh, uh, some kind of a concrete foundation, a big one, and. And it was wrong. It was wrong. I could tell when I was pouring, it was wrong. It was wrong. Something's wrong with this foundation. Well, it just sat there all day and it never set up. And I got the, I knew it's just wrong. It will never be a foundation. Well, the concrete quality control comes out there and they go, well, there's no cement in this. Uh, Christ has been lacking, coach. He is the foundation. He's the ingredient for it all. He is the center cornerstone. Without him being the laying in that foundation, that foundation is yes. never going to be worth a nickel. And, and we've tried to do so many things, Coach. We've left Jesus out of the picture. And all these great organizations, they, they fall and they go away because there's something lacking. It's Christ. The foundation has to be him. It has to be him. He's got to be the set cornerstone. If it's not, it will come to nothing. And what we're going to see, Coach, we're going to see something like we're doing now come up because we're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We're not ashamed to identify with Jesus Christ as king. And we're going to come up. We're going to be the new foundation for everything that's going to be built. And all the churches that won't go there are going to fall. They're going to go away. The organizations are going to go away because they're not willing to put Jesus as the cornerstone and exalt him as king. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So, Randy, you got a foundation without any concrete in it. It ain't going to last very long, is it? I that all night, Coach. After that. I never went back to sleep. I could not do think of – I guess I did go to sleep. But every time I woke up, I was seeing that concrete that was worthless. And, and uh, the Holy Spirit just he, – he drove that into me. To put to speak this message, and you're speaking it, Coach. You're you're you guys are saying all of you. So what is what, folks? What is the foundation we're laying, right? Because the foundations have been destroyed. I think that's a Psalm eleven three. I might be wrong. Yeah, if the foundation, see if that is there, uh, Jonathan. Psalm eleven three. I think it is. <clears throat> Psalm eleven three. I should read all of Psalm because you should always read before and after. But I'm pretty sure Psalm. What's it say? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, folks, as you read that, you you have to put some emotion into it. Is David sitting around saying, well, what can we do? We lose. Foundations are destroyed. We lose. Or is David said, hey, dudes, the foundation is destroyed. What are we going to do? Right? It's a matter of how you read it. So we know that in America today, the foundations have been destroyed. What are we going to do? Right? Pray for the rapture? Oh, by the way, I didn't say this last night. I wanted to. Christ is coming back for a glorious, victorious church. He's not coming back for a church that the devil ran out of town. You understand how how backwards we have this thing? Huh? The foundations, the chief cornerstone, the foundations that Larry spoke of that we were supposed to build upon, we don't build upon those things anymore. And then we're shocked when things crumble. Then we're shocked when men want to be women and the church says it's okay. The church doesn't stand and say, oh, well, Jesus is coming. Look at that. That's just like, you know, I feel you, John. Go ahead. (laughs) I walked away from the from the set here a little bit, this million dollar studio that coach has down here and just <laughs> walk around praying. Um, here's the scripture that I was given. This is in the book of acts when it talks about, uh, act six. Um, if you want to bring it up on the screen, you can, we act can all six, watch. please act six. Um, we'll start right there at the beginning. Hey, Jonathan, you're going to get a varsity letter here. Keep it up. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> act six. I love, I love it. Let's, let's hey, hey, he's playing his role. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, huh? He's playing his role. Thank God. All right, I think I got the new king, but I think it'll be the same. It says, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were uh, neglected in the daily distribution. Now, here's what I want to get to. Uh, The 12, these are the apostles, summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. 
Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation. I, I would include women too here, Myra, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. So the people that are called to prayer and the ministry of the words shouldn't be waiting on tables. And this is what Lawrence <laughs> Funderburg talked about yesterday, right? Yeah. He said, there, you understand your role. Your role may be to wait on tables, okay? It, it's not a very pre- uh, prestigious position, but going as an example, a coach as an example, this isn't my event last night. But I came out like Aaron and her, and I came to lift up Ohio Brett. I came to lift up Coach Dave and support. The, I don't care. I'll serve tables. And that's what I did. I carried, I carried guitars in. It doesn't matter. There are times in, a, in, a, in an event that I'm the Moses, and they come out and support me and lift my hands, and that's what's so encouraging, and that's when we win. And then there are other times that Bobby Lee has an event, and I'll drive to Kentucky, right, six hours to lift him up and to lift him up in prayer. Clay, Parker, boom, drive to Tennessee. So we all have to understand when the person who is called to do the thing, right, they need to give themselves completely to the ministry of the word and prayer. So I walk in there last night. I got a bunch of deck cards. I got uh, business cards. And what happens? Up comes Sandy. Anything I can do? Mm -hmm. Up comes Betty. Anything I can do? Because it ain't my job to be walking around putting deck cards on tables, right? People, sir, we all have gifts that we can do. And if we don't worry about who gets to carry the football, then we'll be able to advance the ball down the court. Now, Mr. Zero Craig said, Coach, turn to Mark 16, Mark 16, 17 through 20. Hey, the word is so powerful, friends. It's so powerful. Coach, before you get to Mark, amen to John Diamond and his comment. You know, the time in history when that incident was recorded in Acts, the Bible had not been written yet. Those disciples, the 12 that were around Jesus, those disciples were in the process of being led by the Holy Spirit to write down their memories, to write down their experiences as they walked with Jesus. You don't, those words that, hey, it's good, you know, it's not good that we leave this attention to the Word of God. It's not good that, that, that you know, we, we abandon this words thing that we're working with. They knew. I believe they knew in their spirits that the future of mankind depended on their being obedient to doing what the Holy Spirit had them do at that time. And waiting on tables was not part of it. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, again, folks, no punctuation. All right, Paul? No punctuation in the Bible. The editors put it in. I would say this. It's got a colon. Do you guys see that? pointing at my screen, and these names shall follow them that believe. I think it should say, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, colon. That's the way that I would read that, right? These signs shall follow those that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They take any vaccines. I don't know about that. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth, and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming what he'd said to them. These are the foundational things. These are the foundational things. Are the signs following those of us who believe in his name? I'd say no. Why? Because we've been educated out of them. If the devil has power, he's nothing. The devil's nothing. I mean, he is, but he isn't. When Jesus said, all power is given unto me, was he lying? (laughs) So so true. Huh? It's the authority that the material world, the, the... The Fauci's, the, the the reporters, they're given this false authority. They are they're not talking through God. They're, no, they're lying to us. That's, so go ahead. And, and one of the things that I've seen in my life is the simplest, most humble of people that have gone through the humiliation, 
of the rest of the world looking down on them. They are the healers. I've seen it. I promise you it exists. And when you said, I don't know about that, I know that that's true, that it doesn't matter if you get the shot. If you believe, I mean, it will turn you around. Remember, we're on the earth for a short time. Okay. Pastor Casper said last night that the Holy Spirit, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you have taken the jab, God can wipe it clean. We have to believe that, folks. We have to believe that. So if you're sitting there right now and you've taken the jab and you can't hardly listen to the show because you've already done that, confess, repent, and God can heal it. Now, will he? I don't know, but he can. We know that he can, right? So you are on your own without help, but you have the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you all help, right? All power. And he'll bring them to you, the healer to you. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, Kevin, come on in. Well, Coach, when you were talking a minute ago about uh, having to run around and put cards on tables and somebody saying, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, you should have Oprah's. That, do you remember that email that I sent over to you that Jeff Kuna sent where he talked about trying to get other radio hosts to form yeah. a line and none of them would do it because everybody wants to have their name at the head of the marquee because it's all about them. And do you remember what his final statement was? Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Mm-hmm. Indians. Okay. Don't be worried about being the big wheel. Worry more about being a ball bearing that spins that wheel because that wheel can't spin without those ball bearings. And you watch what the Lord will use you to do great things if you're just willing to be a ball bearing. That's right. He won't let you do good things if you won't do simple things. If you won't do little things, it's called promotion in the kingdom. And you get promotion in the kingdom by obedience to do the little things he calls you to do. Go ahead, John. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I'm at where I'm at today, because I got and many of you know this. Two years ago, I was still praying, and God, and God said just what he said. Everybody wants to be Moses. Nobody wants to be Aaron and her. And he said, I want you to be Aaron and her. So our church started sending money to pass the salt. We'd send money to Bradley Dean, to Mike Spalding. The people that were doing the work, we're just going to support them. That's what, what we're going to do. Now, get, get back get back to my own life, all right? You, most of you know my testimony. I was saved at 27. The night before I was saved on Sunday morning, I was at a bar getting drunk, smoking dope, chasing women, all right? And he, I never, got, he never caught any women, by the way. Yeah, never, never, that one didn't happen too often, but <laughs> thank God. Uh, but I got saved that next morning and was immediately in the church. I knew I was supposed to be doing something. I didn't need somebody to tell me I was supposed to supposed to be serving the holy spirit did that well i didn't have anything to bring to the table but here it is i'm praying i'm like lord i want to help out but i don't know anything and all of a sudden something popped up in the bulletin that said we need someone to run the sound room and i'm like man i just ran as a as a roadie for a bunch of rock bands i know how to run a soundboard i know how to run lights and i did that and i was faithful in that and then god said now i want you to teach the youth and i'm like i can't do this and he says i know you can't do it anyway and i did it and then I did that for a year. And he says, now I want you to go to seminary. And I said, I can't do that. And he said, I know you can't do it anyway. And I did it. Now, here we are 30 years later, right? And, and I got a show on two massive platforms. That's all God. I didn't have to do anything. The key to greatness is servanthood. That's what Jesus said when they were arguing. How do I become great? He said, be a servant. It is the opposite of the world. Find something to serve. Find somewhere to serve. Find a ministry to support. Become an Aaron and a her, and God will promote you in due time. Amen. Amen on that. And Debbie Perkins, come on in. Well, for me, you know, the, one of the gifts that we don't talk about a lot is the gift of service. Amen. And it's different from the gift of hospitality that people think right. it is. But the, the many encounters that I had with the Holy Spirit have been through the gift of service. When no one else was around, and I might have been putting candles on tables or or carrying out the trash or things. Those was when God would speak to me about different things, or I would see his hand in exactly what I was doing. So mm-hmm. it was in those moments I saw and felt the Holy Spirit, not when I was in front of somebody doing something. It was in that, that service. Amen. So, so Debbie, we have to learn to hear that small, still voice, right? Holy Spirit doesn't yell at you. 
He doesn't yell at you. He whispers. It's no, that's exactly, exactly right. And in, in uh, one program where it was right before Good Friday, we were there, uh, two of us were there till one in the morning. And I was trying to measure something that was almost impossible because it was like a cabinet at the very top. And I had one of those long, uh, what do you call it? The uh, tape measures. And I was trying to hook it at the top so I could drop it down to the bottom to see how long this thing was. I'm going to tell you, I kind of pitched that thing up there thinking I'm never going to make it. And that tape measure went into this tiny crack and held. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, for holding that tape so I could get this measured. I mean, I couldn't have done that if I tried 100 times again. Amen. But he was there, and he helped me in that moment. Amen. That's right. Dale, come on in. Right. Well, brother, th- this is just a beautiful thing, and it is a mystery. If we sat here and counted how many people's lives have we touched through Springfield oh. feeding, through Texas feeding, through New Orleans feeding, through Katrina feeding, I always go to that John chapter 4. He says, I have meat. Meat, not milk. I have meat you know not of. And it is to do the will of him who has sent me and to accomplish that work. Wow. That's it, baby. (laughs) That is it. So, folks, listen. (laughs) Works matter. I know. But listen, are you guys listening to me? You don't earn your way to heaven. But works matter. Works are evidence of faith. Exactly. It's called fruit. Fruit. You shall know them by their fruit. You're not going to know them by their prayers. You're not going to know them by, you're going to know them by what you see them do. Boom. And see, it's not about salvation. I'm saved by grace through faith, not any of my works. The gift of God, lest any man should boast. I ain't boasting, but I I got work. Oh, hey, I got I got uh, drafted on the team, and I hate to tell you this, I think I think they're keeping a statistic chart on me. I think that someday I'm going to stand up there, and the Lord's going to say, "Dang God, look at this! You did this: sixteen tackles, three interceptions. You blocked a punt. High five! That's what I think." That's what I think. But they told us in the church, oh, not works. No, men's pride get locked up in works. Well, dude, who's going to do? Who's going to get everything done if somebody doesn't step forward and act on their faith and do some works? What's your role? What's your role? Polly, come on in, then, then Kevin. I hope I can say this without crying, but I don't think I can. Um, three months ago, I was praying one night, late one night, and I said, God, what do I do next? What's next? And the next morning, my good friend and mentor had sent me an email about a very special doctor. And she told me that they'd taken his license away. And I said to Mike, Mike, they've taken his license away. Look at this newspaper article. And he said, I'm going to call him up right now. And he called him up right now. And he said, come to my office. We spent two hours introducing him to Jared and getting him set up on the platform. And I just feel like the Lord did that because following that, so many things have happened. And we all know who he is. It wouldn't have happened if you had not been obedient and Mike had not been obedient and done some works. Here he sits. We just, all I did was open my email and I felt compelled. I didn't even know I was doing anything, but now the Lord is doing so many things through all of that. Mm. Not just that, but other things. He has a plan and you don't necessarily have to know that you're doing anything for God. You just have to ask, show me what to do. I'll walk through the door and you just get up the next morning and you do it. You don't know what's going to happen, but so many things that I can't say on air happened after that, right after that. And I'm here to tell about it because of it. And I'm just so blessed that God works in mysterious ways and he doesn't always explain what he's doing through you or with you or but and folks, happens. I don't want, bless you, Paul. Folks, I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss this. This guy this guy sitting here because you guys have given offerings. You understand that? 
Do you guys really understand that? That when this came up and I wanted to have Paul Goslin come here, I didn't have to go go get in the piggy bank and see if I had enough pig, piggies to get him here. I said, you need to be here. You get here. And he's here because you guys have faithfully. See, listen, there's a blessing in that for you. You reap what you sow. As Dr. Fred would tell us, Pastor Fred, it's a law, a law of sowing and reaping. Polly, here's the crop. Here's the crop right here beside me. Kevin, come on in. You don't get to heaven from works. But you get an upgrade when you do. <laughs> That's right. You get a single room. <laughs> That's Amen. right. Amen. Uh, that is that's good. Clay, Clay, first timer. Go on in, Clay. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know if you're a listener to this show, and and that's what you are as a listener, then we want you to become part of our team. That's what we'd like you to do. Is and and you may not have a lot of time on your hand, and you may not have a lot of money in the bank, but you you know, but just giving up a couple of Mountain Dews a week or something will accumulate into the funds. And so all I want to say is you got to start somewhere if you want to be part of the team. And mm-hmm. and you can start by this is February. So at the end of this month, if you'll address you an envelope to pass the Salt Ministries and set it there on your counter and then put whatever you've got in that envelope or send it to uh, another ministry, Not maybe it's not pass the Salt, but start somewhere by getting involved and then you're part of this team. You Take ownership. This thing, right. thing takes funds to go. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, John. Thanks. Thanks, Clay. Yeah, I, I want to kind of follow up and just kind of give you guys an update of where we're heading with Brideon and stuff because um, Bob Denny, we talk about doing things behind the scene that nobody, Bob Denny puts in like 16 hours a day and almost nobody knows his name and he's happy with his role. Bob system funds most of what's going on out of his pocket and I'm talking hundreds of thousands. By the of way, Brideon's in the black. Brideon's not losing money anymore. Go ahead, John. And, and these people are behind the scenes, and they don't care if they get the recognition or the notice or anything else. And they're servants, and that's the thing. That's the thing that we have to understand. And this has been kind of the theme of the whole the whole morning show. Is that is about you know promotions. Um, and, and there are there are a lot of Aaron and hers in this group. I mean, Betty's one. Clay Clay Barker set up that that event out there in Tennessee last August. And you won't believe the fruit that came out of that. I mean, I met I met Beverlyn, but he was being an Aaron and her. And I and I saw him. I, I saw Clay, and I know I don't want to embarrass you here, but but I know I saw that almost uncertainty that oh, are we going to make payroll? Are we going to be able to pay for the people? Are we? Gonna, you know what? But he just walked out and stepped out in faith. And the fruit that's coming out of that ministry yep. is unbelievable. <laughs> I did that when I hosted my event and had Dave and Bradley Dean up. Same thing. First time I hosted an event, I was like, oh, man, am I going to be able to pay all these people and blah, blah, blah. And God provided. So we got to walk, step out in faith. We got to look for people to support. We got to step out in faith. I don't care what it is or how it is. Um, And we're going to be building studios, um, whether or not you're on Brighton or not, but we're going to be building studios all around this country in every local community. So um, Bob Denny came up and built me a studio. Didn't charge me a dime. He's going out to build Fred Mosley one. I charged him a dime. All right. He's coming up here to help coach, build him a studio. You know, there's a lot of people on this call right now that, that could utilize that same thing. And for, for me, I would gladly come to your house and help you set up what Bob did for me. I know how to recreate that now. So I can go to Larry Richardson and say, hey, I can build you a studio just like this. I see Clay Barker having a show one day. Oh my and, goodness! And then that would be just awesome. So, let, guys, let's get let's get involved in this. Let's get behind this. Quit giving your money to churches that are spending a half a million dollars a day to maintain a building. They're not the church. They're not doing anything. Amen. They're administrators of million dollar bushels. Start. This is the church. We are the church. Okay, listen. We're not gone broke. This is not a fundraiser exactly. today, okay? But I'm going to tell you something, folks. You don't earn your way to heaven, and you don't earn money. You just think you do. 
Uh, you just think. You, the Bible says that it's God that gives you the power to get wealth. And when you think that you're making all that money because you are so fat and sassy, brother, you have got another thing coming, right? There's a law of sowing and reaping. I don't know how we got on the money thing. I don't need your money. I, hey, I'm not going to miss any meals. But if you want to get involved and have ownership, part ownership in what's going on, look at what, look, just look, hey, come on, man. Come on, look what's going on. Look what Brett's doing. Look what, look what's going on around us. Look what you can do. Think what you could do. Who's providing? And the Lord, it's all in the Lord's hands, right? Huh? What if you're the one? What if you're the one? Been hanging on to that $100 bill and saying, oh, Lord, if I spend this $100, I won't have any money. Well, you don't have any money because you won't spend that $100. <laughs> hey, I don't need any money. I don't need any money. Hey, God bless. Thanks for flying Paul in. Huh? Thanks for helping John come down here. Thanks for everybody that came last night. Betty, all you guys, thanks. We love you all. Uh, we are knocking out the enemy's teeth every day. They're losing teeth every day. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.